Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Started Up Podcast. I'm excited about this one because I have on the Teched Up teacher, Chris Aviles. This was like a five and now probably a six or seven part series of conversations I had at FETC. And uh, we were looking for like the intersection of entrepreneurship and, and innovation and ed. And I had a lot of talks with, um, you know, kind of founder CEOs. But I had ran into Chris and I've known Chris's work. And even at the beginning of the show, it's like funny how you know somebody and you have known not face to face. And and that was with Chris. I, I love his work. Uh, he's there at Knollwood Middle School. He's in, he's in Fairhaven, New Jersey. And the things that he's doing at the middle school level, at, like at any level, to be honest, is something that gets me. I, maybe you can hear the enthusiasm in the voice. I don't know. But he has a new book out, Ed Corp's Classroom. Um, he also is running an esports program. In short, like he's doing everything that I just love and adore. And Chris is one of those guys. He's just genuine. Uh, and more importantly, he's in the classroom. Like he's doing all these things. And, um, you know, his innovation program and, and everything else he's running, I just think this guy really needs to be held up as an example of um, really pushing things forward. So I'm not going to waste any more time because I, I, I want him to speak for himself, but I, I just wanted to really underscore how uh, impressed I was and how happy I was to get Chris on the show. So let's get right to it. Chris Aviles. All right. I am now joined with Chris Aviles. We are here at FETC and... Isn't it funny how you can know somebody for a long time and have never really met? (laughs) And so we're sitting here talking to similar people, and you're like, hey, Don, Mm -hmm. oh, my gosh. Because then when you said, I'm teched up teacher, oh, of course you are. I've known you forever. Uh Uh, So it's good to finally meet face-to-face. Absolutely. Um, We're leading parallel lives, aren't we? We are, yeah. And the thing that I dig before we get into this, A... I miss middle school. Yeah. I did it for 10 years and then did high school thing. Uh, we have so much overlap, but yeah. I, I don't want to get too far ahead of ourselves. Because <laughs> in a lot of things, I mean, obviously, we're going to be talking about entrepreneurialism and then esports yeah. and then really the convergence of the two. Absolutely. But uh, give everybody your background first. Yeah, sure. My name is Chris Aviles. I am from uh, New Jersey, Jersey Shore. And I mean, similar to you, I taught high school English for 10 years and then I was able to uh, get a new job at my school district, Fairhaven. Uh, there I teach. It was actually interesting. So I was brought into run a maker space. Mm. And at the end of the day, we just had a bunch of stuff laying around that we made. <laughs> and, you know, I turned to my kids and said, what are we going to do with this? And they said, well, let's sell it. And that kind of launched everything. Uh, so I run yes. a program called uh, Fairhaven Innovates. Yeah. It's uh, made up of three classes that are entrepreneurial based where the kids design products that solve problems and help people. Yeah. Um, and we try to turn a profit and things have been going fantastic. I love that. I love that that was their default. Absolutely. Like, all right. Because like, <laughs> I'm sure you've also gotten yourself into trouble too when you talk to people like, we have a makerspace. I'm like, awesome. What are you doing with it? Well, we've got some 3D printed Yoda heads. And you're like, yeah. So what are you doing with it? And so your essential question, they're like, yeah, let's sell this. So yeah, cool. It was, yeah, it was awesome. It was uh, really nice to be, you know, part of that student-led initiative, you know, listening to kids and letting them lead the way. You know, I think it's it's interesting because now there is more of an interest in entrepreneurialism and obviously it's singing our, 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 to our music to our ears. But I think one of the things that when, when you start talking about engagement and high student interest, most students are interested in money. Uh, like producing things. Absolutely. Uh, and I think that's one of the things, like, I, I like Gen Z. I like the fact that they want to be producers, not just consumers. So uh, I'm not surprised by that answer, but still overjoyed. Um, so yeah, you, you go from doing Makerspace to like, let's start like, taking a look at 
entrepreneurialism. Um, what was, I mean, other than that's where you started, like what did it end up morphing into? So it morphed into uh, three different classes across three different grades. Sixth grade is product design. Seventh grade, we run a business together. Eighth grade is a business incubator where I fund the students um, mm. so they can start their own business that hopefully they take with them when they graduate because um, we send to a regional high school. Yeah. Um, and so through that, um, things have been going really well. We've had clients like um, Slack. We've had clients like Microsoft and the Skype team. Um, you know, I had my $4,000 business. Um, we've been increasing, you know, revenue every year with the kids are bringing in. Um, I would say maybe what they're most excited about, and I'm most excited about, is I started to allow them to add a charitable piece to their businesses yeah. last year. Uh, last year, I think we wound up donating maybe a couple hundred bucks. Uh, this year, we're donating over a thousand just from the first semester. Um, and, you know, it's, it's a whole team effort. The parents are really supportive. Um, How did you guys choose your charity of, of your choice? Was so it? they can choose their charity um, that they're passionate about because one of the things I preach is that they need to love what they're doing and it needs to be something they're con connected to. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, just from experiences, I try to get them to focus on a local charity rather mm -hmm. than one of the big mm -hmm. national charities because mm -hmm. the local charities are much more likely to host field trips because my kids right. can make their own field trips. They're much more likely to come in. Um, and what I've learned from last year with the charity, uh, adding the charities, is that if the kids can see who it impacts and they could be a part of it and they could go and shake hands and give the check and take the tours, um, they come back even more excited than when they went. Um, and so anything I could do to bring you know, my kids closer to the outside world and, and get them out there past the classroom walls, um, I try to do. And that, that's been a nice bonus uh, recently is how well they've been doing with the different charity pieces. That's awesome. Uh, I, I That giving back, but then giving them some choice and, and who to give back to. Mm -hmm. I, I like that you're also going local too, not just defaulting to, and no offense to the United Ways or American right. Red Crosses, but making sure it, it hits locally. Um, so obviously we're... we're we're both amazed this year that the the interest all of a sudden and not I shouldn't say all of a sudden the somewhat new interest in in um, esports. Uh, I've gone to conferences where they had zero, and it went from zero to sixty fast, real quick. Um, let's go into a little bit of the beginnings or like esports in general, and then obviously where they converge and where we both are interested on on the on the entrepreneurial side of yeah. esports, but. Um, you also started an esports program, yeah? Yeah, so I mean, my history with esports goes back to like when I was in eighth grade and StarCraft came out. Yeah. Me and my buddies used to go and enter tournaments and, and play, you know, land parties and stuff like that, and never really known that was esports, you know, back then. Right. Um, and then in 2011, I went to my first esports tournament um, down in Atlantic City, and I was just blown away by, you know, it, it was like being at like a, a WWE event. They had entrance music and everyone was chanting names and they had jumbotrons and casters and I never knew it existed on a level like that. Now, I guess kind of parallel to that is, you know, I was a, a high school athlete. I played rugby in college. I'd coached varsity football wrestling and track for 10 years, at, you know, or I'm sorry, like five years at that point. And I just remember being at that esports e event going, okay, this is a lot like athletics, but maybe for kids who aren't that athletic. And so from 2011, I had tried to start an esports team at my high school and couldn't really get it off the ground. But once I got that new job at Fairhaven, um, you know, kind of pitching the vision for an esports team, they, you know, uh, in September of 2018, allowed it to happen. Um, and so I started the uh, first ever middle school esports team, you know, in 2018. And, and it was hard because there were no other middle schools to play. Yeah. 
Um, and so what I did was I reached out to all of the colleges in our area. So we wound up playing Rutgers, we played Stockton, um, you know, we played a bunch of these colleges and it got picked up by a lot of national media. So we were on NBC and ABC and PBS and, you know, uh, kind of telling the story of like, you know, kids learning through video games and right. they can't find anybody else to play. So they're taking on colleges. <laughs> and um, it was kind of uh, a really cool experience. And from that, you know, uh, I started to get a lot of emails, middle schools who wanted to get started. Um, so I kind of wrote a guide and have been helping other middle schools. But what has been neat is to see the growth in my own kids. And, and we could dive into kind of like how we're doing that through esports, I guess, in a second. But going back to the entrepreneurship classes, it's really neat to see a lot of my kids who are interested in esports or on my esports team have started these startups around esports. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, and so not only through an esports team is there a lot of entrepreneurship to be taught, but seeing how a lot of them are seeing themselves in the vision yeah. of, you know, I'm not just a player, and they're bringing it to my classroom because they can start any business they want when they're right. with me. And I would say, you know, there's a good portion of my kids who want to do something around esports. And, you know, I was telling a story earlier that, uh, you know, I had a kid who came to me. He said, look, my business, I want to invest in myself. He goes, I believe I have the content. I have the personality to be a successful streamer. Yeah. Can that be my business? Yeah. And I never really thought of it that way. But I right. sat down, I talked to him. I asked him to tell me more about it. And I bought into his vision. And then so I let him invest in himself. And so I have kids who are streaming now, starting YouTube channels yeah. and businesses. Um, so it's, it's been a neat experience just to see how esports has crossed into my classroom. And then what I'm doing with esports um, through you know, my, my after school program. Yeah. I, I think I, we ran into, um, problems at first with, in some cases, um, other educators. Uh, but the argument that I always had that I would win is if it's my job to prepare kids for the future, let me please show you the numbers on esports. Yeah. And not just and and, and like, I get it because it is, ironically enough, a lot like any other sport that your son may think that he's really good at football or, you know, like I always get the classic case like, well, I was like the third best player on my little league team. I was like, okay, there's 18 teams. <laughs> multiply that by three. No, you weren't in the top 10. So there were a lot of kids that thought maybe I could make a living playing video games. No, you cannot. It is a professional sport. Yeah. You know, now, mind you, you don't have to be seven feet tall uh, and have a four, three, forty, and all that good stuff. But it's really difficult. However, the streaming, the production there. I mean, there's a lot of areas that esports is filtering into that you don't have to be just a player. And I, I dare say, like, and that's one of the things that like I wanted to, to a just be able to have a podcast with you because we share so much in common. But like. You're preparing them not to be better players. They're going to get better, but you're preparing them to see opportunities. Absolutely. And, man, that makes me smile because, like, A, they're going to be on the cutting edge of this. I mean, if you've been around for three years, you're, you're OG as it gets. Yeah. And, two, they're going to see connections. They're going to see how this spills into other things. I mean, I've seen now we dealt with a bank and they started their own basically after hours esports teams where they're trying to get into tournaments and basically some some guys after work get together and practice and all sorts of like esports is starting to it, it, the pop culture oh my gosh <laughs> like what what rapper right now isn't into uh, or or the moment i remember we were at south by southwest and that was the night where drake played 
Ninja. Everything and changed. The world. Thank Everything you. Everything changed. I, I, it's so funny that we're, we're talking about this stuff because I'm just thinking in my head going through everything that you're talking about right now. And I remember sitting with my board of education <laughs> pitching why we need an esports team. Yes. And it was literally the day or two after Ninja uh -huh. streamed with Schuster from the, the Steelers and, and yeah. Drake and all them. Yeah. And I said, you know, you know how like your kid looks at you weird when you explain that like there was Woodstock and you guys went to some farm and like right. did that whole thing? Like this is their Woodstock yeah. in a lot of ways. Yes. Like it legitimized yes. it legitimized video gaming and esports and streaming as something that wasn't like, you know, done in your parents' basement because you many weird. How many DMs and phone calls did you get after that oh, moment? It was unbelievable. Like I remember because like our feed was blowing up. So it was funny. We we literally were the only, to my knowledge, I could fact check this, but I think we were the only esports, especially esports and education, strand that year. Right. So this is and and like all of a sudden people are like, Don, I saw it. Or when all of a sudden Overwatch was getting on ABC, yep. like regular ABC, yeah. and that's when all of a sudden we we're like, oh, oh, now. The, the hard thing for my some of my students to swallow, Ryan, if you're listening to this, <laughs> is that we were too early. Yeah. Uh, I mean, like, I guarantee you, I've been I've been tweeting some things here from FETC, and a couple of my students I know will be Randy. They're like, we, we were trying this five years ago. Well, A, I hope they dust this back off and see where the, the advantages are. But two, I think that to that student – just like if they were in ba baseball, football, yeah. or anything else, have a balanced approach. Mm -hmm. You know, have a, you know, if you love and, you know, bleed football and you love it, and the chances of, you know, I'm 5'8 and not fast. So I, if my passion was in football, I'd probably start looking into blogging. I'd start looking into development. I'd start looking to sports psychology. Right. Like, all those things that wrap around that as opposed to just being a player. And I, I, I think that that's, that's an important lesson for parents right now and teachers. However, um, we had also, I had just met a gentleman, you have known this organization for a while. There are some now really good organizations that are starting to wrap around curriculum and really student development around esports. You wanna talk a little bit about yeah, some of the so help you guys gotten? One, one of the things I believe is that we need to teach kids through what they're passionate about. Um, and so, you know, I've used things like Fortnite in the classroom, um, esports and video games, and so uh, an organization I work closely with is NASA, North uh, North American Scholastic Esports Federation. They're out of California, and they're really focused on making sure that esports in education is done the right way. Nonprofit, not here to monetize kids. Everything they do, they give away for free. Um, and one of their big focuses is curriculum. And so, if you are some of the schools that are lucky enough to have an esports team that you can actually work into your curriculum. So there are high schools and, and even some middle schools popping up that will use esports to teach an English curriculum, use esports to teach a business curriculum, use esports, you know, uh, uh, to really just engage kids because we can teach them anything through what they care about. Um, now, somebody like me who has an after-school program, I take that curriculum and, and what I do and, and what I help other people do and hope that they do is make a team behind the team, right? I have my kids who play, 
but then those kids also have other jobs, and I even have kids on my esports team who don't want to play the game. They want to be involved in the marketing, the streaming, the casting, the videography. Um, you know, I tell my kids, if you want the event to happen, it's up to you. So they do the event planning, they do the marketing. Um, you know, we had started talking recently about charging at the door a couple bucks so that we can yes. grow our program and we can, you know, yes. there's a huge equity issue yeah. in esports. Yeah. And so by starting to be able to maybe self-fund and, and, you know, get better equipment. Yeah, you guys have a business manager. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. We have a business manager. We have... Um, you know, we have student journalists. Um, you know, so cool. it, it might be music to your ears. I had a, my team is sixth through eighth grade, yeah. but I had a fifth grader who was super passionate about esports, and you know, he knows he can't be on the team yet. He goes, "Well, can I be the team podcaster?" Yes. And so every week he comes, he grabs a kid, he does an interview, and he talks about you know what they're doing on the team and how video games is an impact in their life. And what's been really nice about playing the colleges is a lot of them have agreed to mentor us. And yeah. so, um, you know, especially uh, shout out to Rutgers Esports in Jersey who have been really fantastic working with my kids and stuff like that um, you know a lot of my kids are talking about how they can take their love of video games and follow you know what I call the pipeline from middle school to high school through college into a career because right. you know to, to what you spoke about earlier when we're talking about careers, you have to be talking about esports. When you're talking about STEM careers, you have to be talking about esports. It's probably the fastest growing industry in the world right yeah. now. Yeah. And so if we're serious about preparing kids, you know, college and career readiness, esports better be part of every college's five year plan. And and yeah. when we're talking careers, we gotta talk about what's going on in esports. Yeah, let's um of course here I am, we're hyping it up. Let me also <laughs> pump the brakes on some of these things. I mean, and let's talk about the underbelly of this, the, sure. the dark side of this. Um because the, these are some of the, 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 the feedback that we've received. Um, my, my son already spends too much time playing this damn game. Mm -hmm. at complaint one. Uh, are you training them to be even more violent? Uh -huh. Complaint two. Um, are they being social enough? Uh, complaint three. Uh, when do they get off and, and their butts and move? Complaint four. And, and, and we heard all those things because, um, and again, I'm not going to take a whole lot of credit because we, we, I helped start the esports team and then we developed student leadership and they're supposed to go from there we had some issues but you know we we addressed them in the sense you had to have a gpa that was good yep. we we had a rule that for every one day you scrimmaged or played we also got into the weight room or played ultimate frisbee the oh, next day if i had more time i'd do that oh have my kids run and lift uh, yeah it. i learned that my hamstring is done i tried to play <laughs> ultimate frisbee turns out that's a lot of anyway um but no so we heard those complaints but the the thing that really kind of Hurt us was, you know, I'm, there was an incident uh, at, at our middle school. Mm -hmm. uh, there was a school shooting. And um, at the time, we had a Counter-Strike team, and that went away fast. Yeah. Now, I can point to all the studies in the world that says, no, eSports does not, you know, you, you know where I'm going with this. No, 100%. But, but um, that was the perception of some of the parents. So how... How have you guys navigated through those kind of four complaints? Yeah, so it's it's the exact same thing you know I faced and, and when people reach out to me that they're facing. And what makes it difficult is it's a very emotional argument. You know, I have the same papers. I have a folder in my Google Drive of all the white papers that say violent video games do not make kids more violent. And I could give them to you and tell you to read. And, and it's just, it's an emotional argument because it feels like the truth. And so for me, the first step was focusing on all the other things that were good about esports. And then, you know, in my particular situation with my board of ed, I said, look, just give me a chance, put me one year probation, trust me. Um, and a big thing was addressing that kind of stuff head on. Um, because, you know, whether it's, whether it's people's opinion, 
um, or, or I, you know, it, it's tough to, to see, I guess, maybe how it fares in reality, but for a long time, video games have, you know, been assumed to be played by people who lived in basements, were antisocial, um, and, and there is that element, there is that dark side to it, and, and one of the things that I do specifically with my kids is I address those things head on. You know, I have instances where my kids are repeating memes and spreading pictures that they've seen on the internet, especially at the middle school level, they don't know what they mean, and, and they're, you know, they're repeating things and sharing things that maybe are misogynistic or have a, a racist background and stuff like that. Um, and so part of what I did to convince my board of ed is um, I worked with our school psychologist. I reached out to some experts in the field. That is cool. And so we we tackle things like health and wellness head on, nutrition head on with the health, uh, you know, our health teacher. Um, we, uh, you know, and, and we 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 talk about that dark side, I guess, of the internet that isn't necessarily being discussed um, because most people don't know. You know, we talk about how, uh, you know, video games are being used to radicalize children for the alt-right and, and all these different things. Um, and by putting together that curriculum with my school psychologist and, and other experts, I think that waylaid a lot of their fears. Um, and then just really hyping up, you know, one of the things that worked well is, uh, you know, being close to New York, you know, I, I forget where I went, like Google Jobs or Monster or something, I typed in esports, and within 50 miles of our school, there were 80 esports jobs, and none of them paid less than $80,000 a year. And even through the colleges that we've been working with, my kids are realizing that they can maybe, you know, be an accountant at an esports team, right? That was actually the... The, the favorite kid, yes. you know, that my kids have talked to from college. He goes, you know, yes. I'm going to be an accountant. I love video games. I'm going to be a, an accountant at a video game, you know, company yeah. or something like that. And so seeing that there's jobs there, seeing that there's possibilities, Absolutely. addressing the things like time and place, delayed gratification. Yeah. Um, I did the same thing you did. My kids have to have a GPA. If they get in trouble, they're benched for a game. Um, they have to, you know, I have kids who have attendance issues on my team. So if they're not in school, they don't get to play. And, and again, drawing on my background for coaching varsity sports, for 10 years, you know, being a high school and college athlete, exactly the way I use football and wrestling and track to get the best out of my kids um, is the same way that I use esports. And so, you know, even with the antisocial piece, having kids come together, you know, what was interesting is I did a Google uh, survey of my kids when they came out for the team, and none of my kids had a homeschool connection when I started my esports team that joined. They went home after school and they just played video games by themselves. They're still playing a ton of video games, but now they're playing together. And, you know, kind of what, what warmed my heart is um, at the end of last year, before we broke for summer, you know, I interviewed each of my kids and, you know, I had an anonymous kind of Google form, and, but then I did face-to-face -face interviews. And what was being reported um, and said to me was the best part of being part of the esports team, Mr. Avila's, was when we went out for pizza together after the matches. And, and to me, that was, you know what I mean? That was so cool and something I never, and, and that, if, if I had to guess what they would have liked the most, going out together yeah. with their new friend group and eating pizza together, Absolutely. man. It's, and now all they do, they play together, they're best friends. I graduated a couple kids last year, so they're coming yeah. back for an alumni game and they still keep uh, in contact through Discord. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, bringing them together to play the games, to me, handles the social aspect. And we, we talk about social emotional learning directly in my program. Um, you know, tackling things about time and place and delayed gratification and making sure their homework's done. And, you, right. know, you know, I have to practice for esports is not an excuse not to do your homework. Um, <laughs> addressing things, you know, uh, um, 
like all the you know the different dark side of the internet, the memes and yeah. the radicalization. It's it's we, I don't shy away from it. Well, that's I, what I enjoy that, that I hear the most is that like you did take some of those negatives and you're like, okay, they still exist, so let's bring it to the forefront. I like the fact that you you work with the school counselor. Uh, that some of these things are an excuse, and the irony of like we enjoy being together. Mm-hmm. I think I think also addresses some of the isolation. I, I, isolation and loneliness that they complain about so you guys are like okay so we're going to practice in person yeah. you guys could all just go home and remotely get on yeah. you know your, your discord and then you know make sure you choose a, you know what you know your lobby or whatever right you guys are like we're here and i think that the other thing that when i was listening to you and the similar things that we went through just the pride and the weight of responsibility of like we're blazing a trail here kids yeah you know like because our principal was like because we put a lot of things on our twitch um, like, hey, and by the way, that's just a great money maker. So if all of a sudden your parents get involved, like, are you Amazon Prime members? Because yeah. you hey. get one, you get Come one channel, sub. you get one sub that, that you already get for free. Mm-hmm. So it's a it's a money ge- it's a generator. Um, but the principal said, I'm gonna listen in on some of these, and if I hear f bombs being thrown around, you're representing the yeah, school. It's over. So they're like, well, that's not cool because that's sometimes the way we talk. I'm like, well, guess what? It's a school team now. Mm-hmm. So just practicing that and then yeah. being less toxic was yep. good. Absolutely. Yeah. It's it's all things that I I think if we so so something I always say is that I really think adults have done a terrible job um, getting kids ready or used to internet culture. Right. Yeah. Most adults don't know internet culture memes and the way the kids operate and so i think that's maybe the one place left where kids are by themselves and so i think if we could bring kids together to address those issues you know as esports being the vehicle yeah you know i hear stories and have had experiences where i've heard about kids being radicalized and kids you know uh, uh being misogynistic kids terrorizing antagonizing cyberbullying. You know, and it's just because they haven't had a role model. So, you know, when kids hear me cast, not that I'm a great caster, but I, I put myself out there so my kids can see that Absolutely. you can cast without Absolutely. cursing. Right. You know, um, I play with my kids, and I'm not even very good, but anytime, you know, we lose, I make sure we win and lose with class. Right. Um, and, and so trying to be a model for them. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, introducing them to some of the college kids who, you know, model that behavior and introducing them. So one of the things I even implemented, um, I called a virtual handshake after a match. We will Skype the other team. We'll say GG's, good game. We'll wave yeah. to each other. We'll talk a little bit, just so my kids could see that there's somebody behind the yes. computer screens that they've been playing and yes. that they're real people. Um, and you know, so I think that esports, besides being a money maker, great entrepreneurial experience and with a lot of possibilities, I think it's good for kids to to you know bring this out into the light, disinfect what needs to be disinfected. Um, and, and really just help them grow to be as well-rounded, you know? Yeah. Nobody thinks twice about pumping millions of dollars into high school football stadiums and right. athletic programs, um, but I would argue eSports is just as valuable, and, yep. it, and it serves a population that has been underserved for a long time. Totally agree. Totally agree. Uh, and I, I think that's slowly but surely a lot of people are waking up to that, and, uh, and honestly, it's people like you that are making, like, that those I'm gonna pick holes in that. Then Chris is out there going, "Okay, I work with a school counselor." Well, how does this fit into? Well, hey, we we've gotten some curriculum we can work into, and we can, you know, I, 
whether whether we like it or not, students are going to spend time online. And you're right, the whole meme and sometimes insult culture. Okay, mm-hmm. let's take it head on. Yeah. You know, uh, let's see how we can make this. You know, if you want to be treated like a professional, let's act like one. And and I, I dig that you're doing that uh, for middle schoolers, because uh, you know. Now let me ask you this. Um, when they leave middle school, has there been a high school program? So my kids started the high school program. Of course they yep. did. When they got there. I'm shocked. None on yep. that. <laughs> they started a high school program. Um, and, and like I said, they're going to come back for a first ever alumni game, talk about their high school experiences. Yes. You know, because uh, I, I think even at the eighth grade level, there's some nervousness about going to a regional high school where, right. you know, they're, they're one of three Sunday districts. So right. they're not going to know everybody there. Right. And they might have to make friends for the first the time since kindergarten. But yeah. they'll have that connection with the esports team yes. there already. They all want to be part of it. We'll have, you know, those ambassadors, those alumni coming back, talking to kids about what to experience. They can ask questions. Same thing with the college kids. What's college like? Right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, so anything we could do to make the, the social-emotional transition better, the experience better, um, the career paths better. I right. mean, I, I, see, I see a lot through eSports that we can do. You got a book coming out soon. So I uh, released a book yesterday, The Ed Corps oh Classroom. Yeah, it's, it's a freshie. Um, it's about using entrepreneurship in the classroom. It's got a little section about my kids who started uh, their eSports business in there. Yeah. Um, and then I teamed up with Steve Isaacs, Christine Lyon-Bailey, um, and Jesse Lubinsky. Uh, from Ready Learner One, we are going to have an esports book come out this summer. Um, it's going to be telling the stories from a diverse perspective of people who are using esports or part of esports teams, esports professionals, up and comers, college kids, what esports means to them, how it's impacted their life, the lessons that they learned, um, and then sprinkled throughout those stories. Um, you know, I'm kind of focusing on the how-to. How do you coach an esports team? Yeah. How do you run a practice? How do you do tryouts? How do you convince your board of ed? How do you work with your IT department? How do you, you know, hold a parent meeting where everybody's asking, well, aren't they going to be violent? Because yep. um, So how do we tackle, you know, all that stuff? So, um, yeah, those are, those are the two biggies going on in my life. Awesome. Uh, tell everybody else, where can we find this... Uh, like uh, obviously teched up teacher on teched Twitter. Up teacher on all the social medias. Um, I blog at techedupteacher.com. If you're interested in esports right now, I have a free guide. Um, you know that talks a lot about the the how tos of esports. Um, and if you're interested in entrepreneurship in the classroom, the book is the Ed Corps Classroom. You can grab it on Amazon. Awesome. And stating the obvious, but sometimes not highlighted enough. You're still in the classroom. I am still and in the that classroom. that is a lot to handle. <laughs> so uh, tip of the cap because, yeah, that's uh, it's an incredible amount of work. And, and the amount of thought you've already put into it is uh, it's inspiring. So, I, yeah, I, I, I love that you're doing all this. I love that you're getting them to see these opportunities and then have all these options for them to, to continue it. And, and, man, like I said, I'm surprised none that the, your middle school kids have gone on to start the high school program and then dominate after that. So well, I got to thank you for uh, blazing the trail. I don't know if you remember, I reached out to you almost five years ago, <laughs> and I said, my kids want to start some businesses. Any advice? And you gave me some fantastic yeah. advice that I still use to this day. So oh. from, from starting the first esports team to helping me get the entrepreneurship piece off the ground, um, I appreciate all the work that you do and, and being so willing to share. Well, thank you. And let also give credit where credit's due, Ed Corp. Ed Corp. Uh, J- John, our buddy John mm-hmm. Kalen, uh, yeah. uh, one scholars. of those guys out there that's pushing it. And, like, let's try and make some mistakes and adjust along the way. I don't know of anybody that's more enthusiastic about trying new things. He's a uh, trip, man. I thought I used to have a lot of energy <laughs> and then I got outdid yeah. that guy 
Yeah, yes. So if you're interested in the entrepreneurship in the classroom, check out Real World Scholars. Yes. Um, charity doing great things. Um, and really, what I love about them is they know what teachers need. Yeah. So they help you navigate the red tape of starting a business. They'll give yes. you an inventory grant to get yes. started. Uh, an outside bank account so you don't have to deal with the you know, bureaucracy. a lot of the bureaucracy yes. that, that really stifles innovation. Um, yeah, so when it comes to entrepreneurship in the classroom, any support you need, real-world scholars um, who are featured prominently in the yeah. book and have really supported me over the last few years, um, definitely check them out as Elise well. Elise Burden, don't want to oh. not say anything Elise. about, yes, yeah, sorry, Ms. Burden. <laughs> I heard here giving John. Lisa's running that show, too. Okay, well, again, uh, before I just, the Mutual Admiration Society, we'll, we'll end it now, but uh, sincerely, congratulations on the Thank work. You, congratulations on the books, Thank plural, you. coming out. Which, by the way, also a big fan of Steve as well, so yeah. I'm not surprised you guys are collaborating yeah, on that. He's my spirit animal. And, uh, man, continued luck in the future. So if you guys want to know more about, you know, innovation, entrepreneurship, esports, make sure you hit up Tech Up Teacher. Chris, thank you so much for Thank you so show. much for having me.